it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 545. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And we're back from a bit of a waylaid vacation of sorts. So, many, many, many apologies. But we're going to get the show on the road. We've kind of collected some stuff between the last couple of weeks. So, you know, we're going to do our thing, so... And let's go ahead and roll and roll things over. Uh, we, before we begin, I just want to know how is everybody doing tonight. I'm very tired. I am also very tired. I was tired, but I'm not because I fa- I found myself like blinking in and out of the consciousness while trying to re- fix somebody's computer remotely. I'm just like, shit. But it was a Mac, so of course it's going to take its time getting getting shit done so you know (laughs) oh you 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 know me any reason to bag on a macbook (laughs) anywho we are live tonight week of may 24th 2022 right here on twitch tv you can find us here every week from 9 to 10 30 p.m eastern standard time or eastern time at twitch tv slash anime jam session and don't forget, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find them at avognetwork.com, and they also stream here on Twitch. And you can find them at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwood Show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget to come swing by our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord, where every channel that's in there is a show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So come through and hang out and... And we also appreciate if you leave some, like, articles and stuff, because we'll definitely use them, you know, because it's got to be relevant to what we're talking about, so. And now that we got that out the way, we're going to go around the room with, how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Well, today was payday for me, which I very badly needed, because I had missed a bill that I somehow overlooked, but Ooh. I got it under control. And... You know, the past couple of days have been just a huge pain at me for work because, you know, considering where I'm out of, you know, they'll tell me that I have to call in every morning to find out, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm going. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, not t- not today, but yesterday, they uh, I called in and I said, "Hey, you're going you're going up to eight a.m." I'm like, "Okay, fine." And then like about ten minutes to five, they call me and say, "Hey, you're actually like someone from up north called out. You have to go to thirteen instead." Which is Staten Island, and I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Mm. So yeah, I thought, you better tell him I'm gonna be late because I ain't gonna be there by six. And uh, you know, but today was a lot better by comparison, which I freaking needed. And uh, other than that, it's just been work stuff. Mostly, I've mm. just been, you know, tired and run down, and uh, it really sucks. No, I, I, I totally get that. I, I totally do. Even though for somebody like me, who doesn't work as hard, 
but it's more mental work than it is physical work. So. Oh, this. Oh, uh, there are times when this takes a toll on my brain. Like you have no idea. Oh, be- believe you, I, I, I get you. I, I, I totally do. But and oh, and uh, Memorial Day's next weekend, mm-hmm. so I can look forward to a lot of overtime. Of what, like, what with all the people that are just going to be calling out or disappearing. Uh, yes, and as Slime Boy says, office work is definitely mentally tough. Yeah, Be- believe you me. So I think Mako Chan, who's going to tell us about our weekend day, can definitely attest to that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that. Uh, Mentally, I'm drained by the end of my work day. Mm-hmm. And then it just having to sit there and think about having to drive an hour home makes it even worse. But yeah, um, my weekend day, uh, I was dog sitting last week and yes. uh, did not get as much sleep as I really wanted to. Um, I, I, I like to snooze a couple of dozen times in the morning. Def- um, wait, 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 wait. Define level of snoozery. Well, I, I purposely set my phone alarm to go off earlier than I actually need it to, mm. just so that I can snooze. Ah, Okay. But I mean, I, you know, I I get my first wake up and then I have my couple of little snoozy cat naps, um, which I I didn't get to do because with the dog, I had to actually get up and walk the dog and then feed the dog and then get myself ready to go to work. So basically, as soon as my alarm was going off, I was up and then... Uh, the room I was staying in, because I was staying at my mother's, the room I was staying in didn't have um, blackout curtains, which I have in my room. So as soon as the sun came up, um, the sheer curtains were basically letting all the light in. So, you know, five o'clock in the morning and it's, you know, daylight. And yeah, <laughs> you see. So <laughs> last night being able to sleep in my own bed with my cats and not getting woken up with the sun shining in my eyes this morning was absolutely amazing. <laughs> you see, I, I can just picture it's like the opening of a cartoon. You play like that whole morning music melody, you know, of its morning and the camera pans in. The sun is starting to shine and it's rising. And then, I don't know. And you see the house where Michael Sean is sleeping in. Then out of nowhere, you hear. <laughs> and you just see a bullet fly, breaking the glass, shooting the sun as it drops. Actually, no. Bouncing off the sun, coming back. And you hear a, God damn it, from the house. Well, no. What would happen? I imagine the the sun would fly around like a exactly, exactly. (laughs) It would be a balloon, and you'd hit the sun, and it would go, (laughs) and then it would be nighttime again. And then, no, no, no. Then, like a second later, something a a replacement sun comes right on in, angrier, angrier than hell. It's the angry sun from Mario Three. Yes, (laughs) and it's staring right at you. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, then yeah a, that... and then as you're driving to work, that sun is just following you. Just, <laughs> just like... <laughs> and, and you hear the music playing in the background as you're driving. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not a morning person at all. I enjoy my sleep and I... I'm very much the type mm-hmm. of person to stay awake all night. Um, and nine times out of ten, when I'm staying awake all night, I'm reading. I'm not watching TV. I'm not on the computer. I'm sitting there and reading. And, yeah, so I'm attempting to get this coming Tuesday off. So I have a four-day weekend. A lot of people at work ended up taking Friday off. And I'm like, I work from home on Friday, so I really don't have to take off. Um, but if I take off on Tuesday, that still gives me my four-day weekend, and I start that four-day weekend with a work from home. So I- I'm hoping when I go in tomorrow, I will have that approved, because I'd really like a four-day weekend. Tequila show? Hmm? Tequila show? Well, no, because I would be off on Tuesday, not Wednesday. But you work from home on Wednesday. No, I don't. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, no that that ended that ended a while ago. So no, but I will be able to stay up on Sunday. Um, I've got a couple of streamers that I watch on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and because I don't actually have to go to sleep for Monday, I will be up. And then um, Starlet is doing a. Uh, gaming stream for DVD, and so while I do not play DVD, I will be able to actually watch the full stream and stay up and uh, be on their channel on Monday. Yeah, I actually own D- DVD, or some people call it Dead by Daylight or Debbie Delight. You know, but it's Debida. That too. <laughs> I just, I just don't see it as a type of game I, I'd play. I know that the Evil Dead game plays in the same air, but I'm just like, if it's free, I'll grab it. But even then, I don't know if I will actually play it, you know? Yeah, I, I'm i not good at those types of games, um, which is one of the only reasons why I haven't actually gotten it. Mm-hmm. The other one is until I actually have my computer set up the way that I want it to be set up, um, I, I haven't really been playing any games on the computer mm-hmm. I haven't really been doing anything on the computer um, because I do still have to get my desk set up. I need to get everything situated uh, because the way that things are set up now, it is, while my chair is a hell of a lot more comfortable, um, the positioning of things is not. So I do need to uh, get that worked on so I can actually start using my computer for gaming, which is, you know, part of the reason why it was updated and upgraded mm. um you wanted it upgraded enough so you could play uh star trek online originally uh no it was originally so that i could play guild wars 2 oh that's right guild wars yeah um and i am able to play it but i can't actually play it <laughs> um so i'm i'm hoping one of these weekends to get that situated but unfortunately my computer and my desk is not my priority. I still have a lot to do around the house, um, mostly working outside and some stuff in the sunroom. I do want to get that sunroom set up uh, because that's where my bar and other imbibables will be. 
And I'd like that set up and uh, ready for maybe a uh, late summer party. Sounds good. And... I like the way you think. <laughs> yeah, mo- mo- most definitely. And I will say, you will be getting that replacement video card soon enough. Because for the last couple of weeks, there have been stocks and stocks and stocks and stocks of brand new video cards and most likely I will be picking up a brand a 3060 this weekend most likely. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. So my weekend day has been the same. Um I'm still editing photos and so forth. I will say that the Zenkaicon photos are up and posted. I just keep forgetting to go into the groups and just be like here, 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 here. I am still working on Castle Point. I am like a third ways through the Saturday, the Sunday photos. So I would, I would probably get more of those done later this week. Just what sucks is that they closed their official Facebook page. So it's like, well, what the fuck, you know, I'm not talking about the page, you know, where for the other, but like the group where people would post, like, where are my photo? Yeah, that, that that's gone. So it's, wow. it's there, but it's actually closed. So I'm just like, what brought that on? So hopefully, I think there's a Discord I can jump into and just promote them. And I think hopefully somebody created like an unofficial group or something like that because that generally does happen. So that. And then I was checking my Instagram uh, messages. I realized there were people from Anime NYC. I promised photos, which I'm going to try to do tonight because I, to- I it totally forgot. So I'm going to take care of that. People who are asking me for Zenkaicon photos over Instagram sending that i know there's at least one or two people on my personal facebook i have to send photos to and i'm going to take care of that as well um water break let's see outside of that things have been okay you know i i actually had my uh therapy session on saturday because i missed the last one because i was i guess i was legally stoned for for a few more hours as i thought i would be and what I and what I mean by legally stoned is that that week of Castle Point, a friend of mine messaged me that she tested positive for COVID. So where I work, I can go outside and throw a stone in any direction and find somebody doing tests. I did two rapid tests and it came back negative. So and I was talking to the physician's assistants at CVS and she basically and I, and I tell her I generally keep a cold year round. And and I know when I'm getting sick because I can kind of feel it like in my throat and my neck. I can feel it. And lately I feel it and it goes away. So it's like whatever. So she recommended, uh, I think it's Nasonex or Mucinex, one of those that clears it up. So I'm like, all right. I bought, I bought it, went back to work. I took one and I chugged that shit down with some orange juice. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. You know. And then when I go home, and when I did 12 hours expired, I took another one and went to bed. Woke up quarter after 11. Oops. And I sat at my bed, and I stared at the screen, and the TV was off. I was just staring at it for at least a good 10 minutes. But I'm like... 
I don't remember what the I'm like, what the hell did I? Oh, <laughs> I think it took me like a half hour to get off the bed and go to the kitchen and make breakfast. And I can tell you this right now. I was in a friggin' stupor till at least four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, sometimes those meds are uh, potent. I'm used to the four-hour shit. The 12-hour stuff just knocked me out. So, I know better. I will take that in the case if I am sick on an off weekend when I don't have a therapy session, you know? That's taken care of, you know. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Oh, I actually did some organiza- organization. Uh, hold on here. Now, those of you who are watching the stream, you can see behind me, I finally put the, the, the short comic book bins into place and put them up. They're facing vertical because I realized turning them the other way, they, it wouldn't fit unless I moved the bookcase back. So I'm like, screw that. So for those of you who are listening to the show, I've, always, I've said that I've had like these long comic book bins and they were damaged through to a flood, but the comics were okay. I just finally changed them over to short bins and put them up. And I didn't realize it's generally supposed to be one one long bin for two short boxes. I was slightly off. It seems like for one long bin, it's two and a half short boxes. So I have a stack of comics just sitting up there that need to go into another bin, which reminds me, Mako, I found two more Tenchimuyo mangas I will be bringing you. Ah, okie dokie. Yep. Because I was just sorting through them because I, I need to find my missing... I need to order... At mon- uh, books from Ninja High School, so, and I think that se- that manga that series is officially done. Even though Ben Dunn says he's going to reboot it or bring it back, or so. if he does it, I'll just order directly from Antarctic Press. So you know, that's taken care of. Um, I think that's it. And um, I have and I actually have a four day weekend coming up. They gave us Friday and Monday off. Nice. So. Oh, by the way, Mako, if you get a chance, jump onto the Epic Games Store. Borderlands 3 is free. You might want to grab a copy of that. Eh. By the way... What? Happy birthday. Why, thank you. For those that uh, don't know, it is Ronma's birthday today. You know what's funny? I really didn't tell anybody at work. I'm just going about my day like it's nobody else's business. <laughs> no, but what's interesting is that at this age, you know, it becomes just another day. There's it's very not, little to look forward to. No, at least it, I think no, no, so. No, it's not that it's become just another day for me. It's just that I just don't like to make a big deal out of it like I used to. But what they do is at the end of the month, they they buy they order dessert and they list like everybody's birthday. So. And I know I'm probably going to get grief from people like, you ain't tell us it was your birthday. I'm just like, "Mm." not that big of a deal. And, you know, I think one of my friends asked me, what am I doing for my birthday? And I'm like, I'm going to work. Like, you're not taking the day off? Like, no, I got plans for the weekend. So I'm good with that. And I appreciate all the birthday love and so forth in the chat. I appreciate that. I appreciate all the birthday posts on my personal Facebook. So that's it's all good with that. So All 
might really go into housekeeping. There, there was something I want to say, but I will save that till the end of the show. So, you know. Uh, let's take a look at our housekeeping here. Um, don't forget, every episode of Anime episodes of Anime Jam Session video format is available on YouTube. Head over to youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on Podcast VODs, and you'll find our episodes there. This is perfect for those who have missed the last couple of episodes, because uh, if you are a subscriber to our Twitch channel, you get access to... Wow. To, um... To our, to our episodes uh, for, for two weeks. Um, I have to read reason why I pause for a second. Uh, Sia DeBerry, who is an amazing friend and family of the show, just threw out a crap load of gift subscriptions to everybody. So thank you, Sia DeBerry. I really appreciate that. Anime Jam Session truly appreciates that. We all do. You know, I, I just want to smile about that. You know, I I just want to, you know, because I, I kind of want... I'm going to go on this tangent for a second. Like, I, I don't want to say I, because Anime Jam Session is Ari, Mako, Koi, La Chocola, Johnny. Ev- everybody that works behind the scenes. Wild Spice, Ichigo. They are all Anime Jam Session because I could not do this show without them. Absolutely. And when you guys throw bits at us and subscribe and do like the sponsorships, just that money goes into the show. It, it goes into the hosting so that we can keep the website going and we can post information and reviews and so forth. The money pays for the server bills, the hosting. The money also pays. It's gas. It's basically gas money. Um, because Mako and Ari they drive anywhere between two to four hours, and in some cases six to eight hours to conventions back and forth, and that money goes goes into the gas. That money goes into, you know, food and snacks for us at conventions so that we can be hydrated and full so we can talk about stuff. That money goes into equipment, you know, that we can do the show. For all of us, the bulk of the equipment that we use come out of our own pockets because we do this for the love of the show more than anything else because there are times you know they come in and it's like we've had rough days we've had bad days we can't do this and it's like by the time I get ready and I get set up and I'm ready to roll everybody's in a mindset of we can do this we're going to have fun with this you know like I'm going to explain. Um, let me do something real quick. Let me turn that off. Done. Like, we didn't have a show last week. Um, and normally we would go and do a Wednesday show. But, you know, listening to Rob Roberts over at OLR, he's like, you know, just it's not, it kind of messes things. So we decided not to do a show. If somebody is not feeling well mentally or just physically tired and it's just me, I'm not going to do a show. 
if it's just me and Mako, I will flip a coin. Or if she doesn't feel like doing the show, we're not going to do it. So regardless of we're here every single Tuesday or every other Tuesday, you know, and y'all are still here watching us flail like fools over the articles or hearing me lose my proverbial shit or Mako getting pretty snarky or Ari being the voice of reason, then making a snarky comment, you know, <laughs> we really appreciate that. You know, we, we really do. So I just want to say on behalf of the staff here at anime jam session, thank you. I really thank you. We could not do any of this without you. And now that I've said all the sappy shit that needs to be said, uh, here's a list of upcoming conventions that we're attending. Again, this list can change based on availability of staffers and other information. Uh, ShikariCon, August 20th to the 21st. Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Pop Cult Anime Con, August 27th to the 28th, Boston, Massachusetts. RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Uh, and I believe we can also add on there uh, another anime convention. I believe is August, no, October 15th to the 17th uh, out in Massachusetts. And DerpyCon, which I believe is October 28th to the 30th, East Brunswick, New Jersey. So, again, these can change at any given time. And holy crap, we just got ourselves a friggin' hype train. Choo-choo, bitches. <laughs> well, 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 let, let, let me, um, well, let me throw, let me throw some, let me throw something on there. So kind of keep that train, that hype train going. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is the first hype train we've ever gotten for the show. I uh, think first one in a so. while. Yeah. So definitely. And also, I also want to throw in there, um, Actually, I'll save it for uh, Geek Roundtable. So, Geek Roundtable is a part of the show where we talk about more of our geekier aspects of our of our weeks. We kind of talk more about the geekier side of things and sharing geekier stuff. So, what you got this week, Ari? Well, it's another uh, thing I ordered off of Etsy. It mm -hmm. is a uh, is a wooden dice tower. You know, it's held together with magnets. Hang on, I got the uh, window up. So, stick it together like this. I, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. There's little components in it, like, like the middle one is the actual, you know, dice tray that okay. tray itself sticks like that. Oh God, damn it! Hey, it happens. No worries. Ugh. Okay, I had it on the wrong. Oh, okay. I had it on the wrong magnets. Oh, uh, okay. And I, I do believe these little gaps on the side are for like your miniatures or something like that. Okay. But, and you just put in, throw in a die. This one came with the uh, machine, with the uh, with the tray, so it just comes out like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a gamer jewelry for a uh, you know gamers and whatnot. You and, should, uh, yeah. My uh, fr a friend of mine actually said, 
after we got done opening it, uh, taking the cover off of this pool, something else I forgot to mention, that uh, he knows a friend at work who's looking for people for a and d campaign he wants to put together, and uh, needless to say, I'm going to be prepared for it. Mm, okay. You, you just have to be prepared for the asshole who's going to come in with his character like, uh, I don't know, the fucking situation or something completely goofy like that, you know? Like... I kill Gandalf. Wait, what? It's time for the Shire to rise up. You know, you got to be able to roll with the punches. No, I, I I totally get that. And when you get a chance after the show, or maybe later this week, you should head over to Starlet Creations Etsy page. They have some amazing, gorgeous dice towers. They're huge, but goddamn if they're not absolutely gorgeous as fuck, you know? Who was it? Starlet Creations? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have dice towers and dice cages, and mm-hmm. they're really big D&D people. They actually make their own dice, too. Yep. Interesting. I'll definitely keep them in mind. Most definitely. All right, Mako-chan, what you got for Geek Roundtable? Or do we have to say the B word three times? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, I, I guess this kind of goes into, uh, the CloverCon stuff, but, um, I didn't really find a whole lot in the actual dealer's hall that mm-hmm. I needed to have, so I ended up sinking all of my money into the silent auction, mm-hmm. and one of the things that was in the silent auction was this Lydia doll. Um, originally she was a Hot Topic exclusive, um, they sold out very, very quickly, so when I saw her and I saw, you know, the price that the auction was at, I figured, you know what, the money is going to the 4-H, it's for a good cause, so I'm gonna just drop what would normally be what I would find this for on... Um, eBay so I'll just drop it then I don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that and it's mine so that's what I did Um, so this is the Funko uh, plush of Lydia in her red wedding dress and she will soon sit next to my Build-A-Bear Beetlejuice Bear Mm. nice 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 but it does mean that now I need to find somebody to commission a red wedding tux for my Beetlejuice bear. <laughs> I think you can find a couple of people that can do that. You know, no questions asked, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know that there are people out there that'll do it, but um, a lot of people that do regular clothing and regular cosplay don't like to touch doll clothing just because it is so tiny. Um, so when you I, think of doll clothing, you might possibly go back to thinking of porcelain dolls, which are just extra creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind those dolls either. But well, uh, those were the, those, basically those porcelain dolls are the original um, Funko Pops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no matter the good which thing... way you turn the body, the eyes never turn away from the direction the body is buried. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the good thing is, is that all of the Build-A-Bear clothing, no matter what, is the same size. So 
it just will take somebody that either has the, uh, I guess, the measurements already mm -hmm. or that already makes Build-A-Bear clothing and uh, can get something out to me easily. Gotcha. And Slimeboy says, might want to hit up some people who do doll mods. They really get good at sewing the tiny clothes. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that there are people on Etsy and other um, websites that do modded custom Build-A-Bear clothing. Mm. So it's just a matter of actually, you know, finding somebody to do it for me. And I totally get that. All right, so besides the fact I, I'm finally wearing my Sailor Venus soccer jersey that I wore for um, the Japan Day Parade, where, like I said, you know, the actress who plays Venus in the musical spotted me after I was waving, and I also had my Artemis hat on, so, you know, cool stuff. Um, I realize I don't have that video part on on camera because the, the angle of the of the camcorder I was recording. But when you're a one person band, things happen. But one thing I have talked about is I'm very finicky about about my uh, about fan art. There are some I will I will definitely buy or download use as wallpaper, and there's others not so much. You know, if they're really badly disappropriately drawn because certain fan artists have particular fetishes. I'm just like, it's nice and all, but I wouldn't add it to my collection. But, there is this one fan artist. She goes by the name of Skirts. S-K-I-R-T-Z-Z-Z. -Z -Z. I discover her. She did a series of Raver Disney Princesses. And her the artwork is pretty awesome. So, I actually went to her website a while back and she had other characters like the Sailor Senshi. So I went out and I ordered a set, and it's been sitting here on, like on on my printer for a while because I just wanted to wait before taking it out and sharing it. And wow, this is really nice. All right. I what I ordered was copy. Oh. Nice on cardboard. Like, no, fancy, stiff photo paper. I believe I have here all of the Senshi. It looked nice. Yeah. And I have two of Venus because I'm probably going to end up keeping... Because I'm probably going to keep keep the, the set in this collection here and probably put one in a frame and put it out on display. And also a group shot of them. So this is basically a group shot of, of you know, of the, of the, of the uh, photo card of print size. Uh, you know what? I, I have to admit, I like Jupiter's um, expression here. <laughs> mm. So. Are you okay over there, Makoto? Nope! <laughs> yeah, I think... I think I actually um, mm -hmm. have some of her art saved on mm -hmm. my computer now that I'm looking at it. Um, I actually, she page. does, um, she has a couple of uh, Ryoko mm -hmm. uh, pictures that I know I have saved on my computer. Well, you should def if she has them for sale, you should definitely get, get them because this was reasonably priced. 
for the quality yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm yeah. actually on her website now. Yeah. Her, uh, she does the um, the warrior Mario princesses. Mm, okay. And I know I have that okay. one. I actually oh, want to yeah. cosplay that. And I, I know some people did get cosplays of that too, and that's pretty awesome. So, this will go into my collection of other cool stuff that will eventually go up on my wall either in this rinky-dink apartment or if I move into a better one. Given my financial situation, give it a year, probably. I don't know. Who cares? But She did a really cute one with Barrett and uh, Marlene. Yeah, they are a precious group. Also, I want to drop this in here real quick. <laughs> uh, that's for the the level four hype train. So thank you to everybody who gave us a friggin' hype train, yo. Thank you. Don't worry, we'll get the level five next time. Oh, definitely. And but I gotta figure out why the Hello Fresh thing keeps coming up. I turned that off. So probably because I I probably turned it off after I after the bot went up for today or something like that. So. You know, anywho, enough about that. Uh, let's get into uh, tonight's show, because uh, as you can see, we kind of ran late with stuff, but it's kind of normal. But I did compress the articles tonight, so we don't have as many articles to discuss. So right now we're going to talk about, close this out, CloverCon 2022. It's, what do they call it, the, hidden, the convention of the hidden village of big hearts, something like that. Mm-hmm. The little yeah. convention with a big heart. There you go. That's it. That's it. Now, I'll be, I could, I would say, I could probably say this on behalf of the staff here that has gone to conventions. This is basically like our number two convention, and number one is basically Zenkai. Now, what I like is that every convention, basically, they're raising funds to do various things. What CloverCon is doing the money is literally going back into the 4-H club so that the 4-H club can do awesome things and continue to raise funds so they can have a bigger location, not just for the con itself, just for cool 4-H club activities. And if you're wondering about the name CloverCon, it comes from you know the, the fact that the 4-H's logo is a four-leaf clover. And you want to know something? I always wanted to join the 4-H club. I mean... I was, there wasn't I, anywhere any one of yeah, those near me same when here. I was growing up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wanted to be a Boy Scout, but for some reason, joining I wanted to be more. I think being part of Forage Club was more had a, a heavier weight to me than uh than the than the um Boy Scouts. Boy, Boy Scouts, yeah. So basically, it's a small convention. Upstairs is the gaming room where you have video games on one side and tabletop gaming on the other. Where you walk in, there's the main panel room, and I like that they turned the chairs because for I think for the last couple of years they've had like a giant monitor with a camera display. I think this is the first year they've actually used it, which was pretty cool. And I know that was used for the virtual interview with Michelle Knotts and James Carter and James Carter Cathcart. Yeah. Now. On the other side, there is a smaller room where for pa- for other panels. You go a little bit further down, there is the manga library. There's also the video room, which is kind of cool. I 
I basically did a panel at this convention this year, which was basically podcast and Twitch streaming 101. It's basically the same panel that I did at Zenkai. There was some slight tweaks to it because I had some more updated information. Um, I will probably be updating. I'll probably will have a dedicated page just for that with updated uh, presentation. Definitely want to check that out. Uh, and then when you walk in, when you go past the main panel, main room area, it's the dealer's hall slash artist alley. And right inside there is the stage for the masquerade. Having those two together kind of reminds me of like those schools where, you know, the cafeteria, where the gymnasium is also the cafeteria. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the gym, the, the, the gym is like where they put all the, uh, the tables and the stools for the kids to actually eat because the yeah. cafeteria is like tiny. No, I mean, I there, I no, no, oh. no, no, no. There is no cafeteria at all. The gymnasium is the cafeteria. Oh, I, yeah. Mine wasn't like that. Yeah. I see the beer school growing up. I see the beer. says a cafe gymatorium. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, I've only heard of that in, in a lot of the Catholic schools, you know, and Calliope says we called it the all-purpose room when I was in school. And also, I've seen that in some animes as well. Now, like, the only issue I really have with the con is that, you know, because of the way the building is, is constructed, it's hard to get a decent uh, cell signal. Unless you are a vendor or something like that, you have access to the Wi-Fi, or you go outside. But here's the thing. The, 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 the building for the convention is not small, nor is it big. So basically, it'll take you less than a minute to walk outside, check your messages, and check whatever, and come back inside. Whereas if this was like at a bigger convention, you're probably going to be walking for at least a good five, six minutes if you feel like, just in case you're like in a dead spot or a dead zone or something like that. Yeah, I was able mm -hmm. to uh, camp out in the video room mm -hmm. and had decent signal in there. Well, that's good. Yeah, that wasn't too bad up there. Yeah. But honestly, I really, you know, I really didn't care that I didn't have a, a signal or not because I was really enjoying myself more than anything else. I know I was trying to keep in touch with one person that, but she was already at the con. You know, she was working one of the tables. I just want to make sure that she, you know, if she had gotten there or not. But you know, I, I didn't. Yeah, I did end up buying some stuff from the dealer's uh, hall. Uh, there was this one person selling these adorable pins. Ah, let's see, is there a name on this one? Yeah, from the Hot P Studio. So, I bought f four pins. One of them is uh, Daisy. One was Kirby. One was Evie. And I believe Mako-chan has Evie. I do. Yeah, and Chocola has Kirby. I actually got one with one with one of the Inklings from Splatoon 2 on it. And that's for a friend of mine who's co who's coming to visit. So I figured, eh, why not? The thing is, because of how much I like these, I, I won't wear these out. If I wear out the Peach, I mean the Daisy one, it's going to be attached to my Daisy lanyard. If not, I actually have like a box 
in that closet where you, where you see the calendar of all like basically pins and small keychains that I've bought because as much as I like them, I don't want anything to happen to them unless I have like cheap like two dollar knockoffs of them that I can put on my stuff and be like I'm okay with this. See, and now that means that you have to invest in an Eda bag. No, it does not. <laughs> I want you to know I got an Eda bag for free. I ended up giving it to my friend Kelly, where she has told me her kids have found her two daughters tend to argue, fight over who gets to wear it. <laughs> I mean, oh, it, mm-hmm. the person that does those pins, mm-hmm. um, a is working with them Ooh. and making actual bows and ribbons using the peach and daisy pins. You know, I, 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 I'm going to have to buy one of those bows for um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and as um, and as Slime Boy says, surprise, you don't have a Venus Eda bag, Ronma. Well, I had a, a, a Sailor Venus themed, um, not a book bag, but messenger bag. I had one of those. I, I left it with a friend who probably lost it to fix it, you know, because I didn't even have it for a couple of weeks and it started to fray. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? So then after that, I have in my closet an Artemis messenger bag that I got for Christmas from Mako, which I, which is in my, which is in a giant bag full of bags. So it's bagception, <laughs> but I do have this. Um, Marco, you, you talk about your experience at the con. I go grab this. Yeah. So, um, I basically did what I usually do. Uh, I tend to people watch and, uh, you know, just look at cosplay and look at the stuff that's on sale and look at the art. So I, I actually did spend a little bit of time in the video rooms. Uh, they were showing Inuyasha, and I and old school Naruto, like yes, old. and old school Naruto. Um, but it was it, it was a nice, quiet place to basically sit and relax um, away from the noise. And you know, it's it's anime that I enjoy. So it was uh, it was nice just sitting there for a little while. Um, also, I as I said, I did um, end up putting myself into the. A silent auction um, with the Lydia doll was actually a uh, one of the uh, playbooks from the musical. Um, it's actually the one from uh, their latest Halloween show. Um, so I did get that as one set. And then they had a book of the goblins of the labyrinth um, that has all the different labyrinth characters in it. And then that actually came with a gargoyle statuette. So I won that as well. Um, for the most part, though, it was just, you know, walking around. And there there was a lot of stuff on sale, a lot of art. Um, it was really pretty art, but because of the move and everything, I didn't want to get art until I knew, you know, where it would actually be going. So I didn't pick up any of the actual art. Um, somebody was actually selling, uh, the intro cards for, 
um, the Yu Yu Hakusho card game. Mm. Um, they were they they were five dollars per intro box, so I ended up getting two intro boxes. <laughs> it's the same freaking stuff in both of them. Um, so I might actually just put one aside and put one away, and uh, take the others and um, maybe see if uh, Starlet creations can perhaps make me something with uh, some of the cards since they do resin casting um and then the other thing like i i ended up uh taking the pictures because the catwalk was the same time as ronma's panel Mm -hmm. so i ended up taking the pictures for that and that killed a good you know 45 minutes um, but it was, I mean, this, this convention is because it's small, it's local, it's, it's a way to basically meet up with local friends. Um, you know, I, some of the people that actually work the convention I'm friends with, so it's nice to meet up with them, see how they're doing, especially, you know, being that it's one of the first conventions after this whole shit show of, uh, the last two years. So it was mm-hmm. nice to, you know hang out with them uh you know and get bubble tea because the anime club does have their little asian food court and uh bubble tea is one of the things in that and i have to get one every year (laughs) well if it's good you know if it works it works it actually is surprisingly tasty bubble tea um so i i don't mind it it's not overly sweet it's not overly bitter some people will you know brew the tea too long so they do a very very good job with their bubble tea so i that was you know nice and cold drink but again it's just i was just able to you know do a simple cosplay uh, that i happened to have just lying around so that was nice and, uh, you know, just get back in there and this will probably be my only con for the year. So I, I went out with a bang. And I think you, I think there's something that you were talking about. You might have bought from Calliope because they're saying those were those, they were theirs. She, they sold them through the clubs at the, the artist alley table. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, those were mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I got them from you, and then I got the two little uh, cat head um, uh, resin pieces too. They were really cute, so I had to have them. But yeah, I, I collect all of those cards, so you know I will probably keep one boxed up, and I might, as I said, I might send some of the cards to Starlet to because um, they do jewelry out of you know, the, the cards and resin. So I might see if they can make me a couple of pendants or something or keychains with some of the cards. And if not, it'll go into my big book of Holy crap, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> cards, which I have an entire binder full of cards. I don't play card games. I just collect them cause they're pretty. <laughs> and can I say, if you want more bubble tea, come to the four H fair. I, I, I might take you up on it because that bubble tea was really good. And to answer Slime Boy's question, I don't have an eat a bag, but I do have. I guess you could call it a purse. I do have it's a backpack. Backpack. I do have a Sailor Venus backpack. So, 
and I do wear this to basically every single convention that I go to. I forgot to bring it to CloverCon because I was too busy focusing on going to the Japan Day Parade and filming all of that, you know, and then making my way down. Sitting there recording the parade, I'm just like, wait a minute. There's only two things I need to record. Uh, George Takei and the Sailor Senshi. Once that was done, I packed it up and left, and it started raining. I'm just like, oh, those poor people at the food fair. So Sounds like you got out of there just in time. Yeah. And it looks like the 4-H fair, free fair, free to get in, and free parking. Nice. Now, now that we've gotten through all of that, let's get into tonight's topics, shall we? Okay. Now, anime century. Did Ari go over what he was doing at CloverCon? Oh, wait, sorry. Mine wasn't all that different from you guys. I mean, I was there with you. But uh, what I did want to talk about is like how we were looking for, uh, you know, to get food the Mm -hmm. night before. And we found, and we happened across that barbecue place. The Oink and Moo. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we stopped in ShopRite to uh, get mixers and whatnot. We were, and we had taken it back because, like, we all ended up going to different places to get dinner. I just, like, paused when I took a mouthful of, uh, of like, pulled pork. Yeah. It was like, oh. like, oh, dude, this is it fucking dissolving in my mouth when I'm just holding it here. I'm like. I can say the same about the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Definitely. But yeah, I spent a good amount of time in the game room. You know, I hung out at your panel, of course, but I had to uh, depart early because I had to think about work gotcha. the next day. So I, I only had one issue with my panel. I, and I probably wasn't thinking fully because when I looked at the panel, I'm like, I don't have a projector. They supplied a projector. I guess it was just the location where I had to set it up so that people could see it. But other than that, it was still a, a good. Um, it was a good presentation, so I'm probably going to go back over and tweak it some more and see what prop, what other proper information I can put. I think I need to kind of swap some of the cards around. So now that we got that out the way, now we can talk about what's going on with Anime Central. And if you staff a convention or you run a convention, please don't be, please do not be like them. Don't do the stupid. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, when I read that and then I read the update, which is the one that I posted for tonight, mm-hmm. I'm just like, are are you kidding me? This is, yeah, no, don't, don't do that. So basically, uh, let me, let me pull up the other article too. So this first article, you know came up uh, last week, and then we have updated when it came two days later. This one's basically saying that ASIN reversed their mask policy, and it does not require a COVID-19 vaccination or a negative test. I'm going to tell you this shit right the fuck now. If I go to a con and they say that, and I've already put money out, I will go through every legal channel that I have to my ability to get my money back. And if I have to hire a demonic attorney to go after or the sue to get some money back, I will do so. And the reason why they ch- they did this, according to staff, they claim that its policies are based on current CDC guidelines and align with the requirements of the convention center that it's held in with state and local health authorities regarding large indoor events. Okay, here's the thing. 
a lot of com- a lot of states you don't a lot of states and mandates are saying you don't need masks for for large groups events the conventions that are privately run remember that conventions are not public events they are private events they can do as they please they have said you know you got to wear a mask and if you're going to bitch moan and complain about that stop going to conventions you are the type of person that does not need to be there so and also what they're saying is there will be no refunds or rollovers for badge holders. Again, if you didn't go to ASEN and because of this reason, contact your credit card company. They can help you to get a get your money back, okay? But if you did it through PayPal, I think you have like 45 days. But regardless of that, there are a lot of credit card companies are doing exemptions because of COVID. So reach out to them and see what they have to say. Now, mind you, this popped up the week of the convention. The week. People had already spent their money and invested and ready to go. Now, ANN reached out to the convention center for comments. According to the convention center, they go, we continue to follow most current rules set down by the CDC and the IDPH. The CDC guidelines require wearing masks for areas where COVID-19 community levels marked as high. Cook County, where the convention will take place, is marked at a medium community level through the Illinois Department of Public Health. The still notes that school districts and private businesses can continue to require masks at their discretion. This is part of the reason why there is no anime next this year. But don't fuck up like they did. Now, two days later, ASEN backpedaled a bit. They are now requiring masks for all guest and panel events. The dances, exhibit hall, artist alley, gaming and entertainment hall. At that point, you might as well just walk into the fucking convention center and put your damn mask on at that point. And I understand some cosplayers don't want to have a mask on because it detracts from the outfit, the cosplay. So put together a mask that kind of fits your cosplay. I don't like it. People have been doing that for quite a while. I mean, a lot of them to pull it off seamlessly. It's not that big of a deal. I know. And even I don't like it. But you know what? This is becoming part of the new norm, and this is what we're going to deal with. Until we can get everybody vaccinated to the point where you can get sick with COVID and be out for a couple of days and not have to worry about passing it to somebody else. This is what we got to live with. So you got to deal with it. And if you don't like it, screw off somewhere, you know? Now, from that, um, I think I put it in the notes here. Did I? No, I did not. And I'm not going to talk. I'll talk about that briefly. Um, there is a Twitter account of, of someone who is an underground staffer. No, they're a staffer, but they created an underground, like a, 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 like a thing. They created a Twitter account where they start talking about some of the stuff that's been going on with this. And I'm trying to find it because I don't remember the actual name of the account anymore. Mind you, I just... I was just talking about it with a friend on Friday because we were discussing things. So, let's see. Uh, is is this it? Yeah, Con Whistleblow One. That's the name of the account. I will post it in in our group chat so you can read up on it because everything is still there. 
Basically, they're explaining what's going on. Nobody on staff knew this was happening. Um, and it seems that if you were on staff and you bailed because of this, you are in you are not in good standing with the convention. So all of your tenure and everything that you have attributed to the con gets thrown out just like that. And it's just ridiculous. And it looks like there's been some updates on what's going on here. So basically, I'm not going to go into full details, but if you want to know more than what we discussed in this on tonight's show, just go to twitter.com slash conwhistleblow1 with the number one, and you can read all of that there. Also, I want to say that Faname has said something as well. So now this is coming out of, from Faname. This is something slightly different that I still have an issue with because it can be done. Basically, Faname has canceled their masquerade. They canceled it due to the unique limitations created by COVID-19. That's why. Which means you're going to have a severe drop in attendance numbers already because if there's no masquerade, a lot of cosplayers are not going to show up. Now, I have been to conventions where there has been a masquerade. It's not hard to have somebody, have people wearing masks, okay? And sitting down in an auditorium, okay? The people on stage have to wear a mask. I don't think they should because they're six feet away, but, you know. It's neither here nor there. That's just me. So, that's going on with their mask mandate. And... And I and this is and I understand why ASIN did this because a lot of cons are kind of iffy on the mask mandates because it affects their bottom line because without a mask mandate, everybody named Mama will show up. You put it in the mandate, yeah, half of those people will will not arrive. And honestly, those half of people need not to be there. So enough about that, enough of my ranting. We're going to talk about something new, something more, and something uh, positive. Um Michael's going to tell us about Yorosei Yatsura. Yeah, so uh, some additional information of the Yorosei Yatsura uh, reboot has come out. And it looks like we're going to get an October premiere. Mm. Um, there are new key visuals that are out. Uh, there is actually a new trailer out. And I am really enjoying the actual animated art. Um, so I'm, as I said, I'm really excited about that. There are new cast members. Um, so it looks like, uh, Waturo Takagi is, uh, as Cherry and Miyuki Sawashiro as Sakura. Um, so we're getting, uh, a bunch of also current cast, um, returning cast, and uh, yeah, it's it's looking like the reboot is on schedule right now mm. for October of this year, and I'm kind of excited. I kind of I don't the thing is I I don't want to call it a reboot. It doesn't feel like a reboot. It feels more like a continuation. I do understand it's a reboot in the aspect of it's been forty years, and and I totally get that. But I like the fact that they are adapting selected stories from from the original manga, you know. But I would like for them to kind of like read, like maybe the first episode should be how the, how how it all happened, and then go into the separate stories. I think that would be kind of cool. And 
I will watch this. I, I will definitely be watching the new Yurisa Yatsura anime because I look at it this way. If they can do Inuyasha GT, <laughs> if we can get brand new episodes of Yurisa Yatsura, then it's just a matter of time we get a reboot of Ranma one half. I mean, they never Yeah, finished. I knew... I- I knew that you were going there with oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely, because they didn't finish that anime. They didn't finish it. But I'm just saying, we can do this. And you can, and they can just do it. No filler episodes, just go straight through, start to finish, all 36 chapters. And as Ronma421 says, I'm okay with this reboot. Better than the Inuyasha sequel. That's not a very high bar to get over. Yeah, that's true. All right, now, the next story, I think that caught everybody off guard. Oh, yeah. So, so the U.S. Department of Justice Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Texas announced on Wednesday it has charged Austin St. John, you know, the original Red Power Ranger, alongside 17 other people in charge of, of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. All 18 individuals have either been arrested or someone to appear before a federal judge, but did not specify which defendants have been arrested. According to the U.S. Department of Justice announcement, St. John, at 47 years old, and the other defendants allegedly defrauded lenders and the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program, misrepresenting information in their applications, such as the true nature of their business, number of employees, and the amount on the payroll. Uh, the SBA approved and issued loans to each of the defendants, and the indictment alleges the defendants did not use the money as intended. <clears throat> uh, the, uh, the DOJ alleges the defendants in total fraudulently obtained at least 16 loans worth about $3.5 million. And each defen- defendant could be in jail up to 20 years if convicted. Mm. And needless to say, Jason here pleaded not guilty. Well, I can say... I and was, we can call him that because his real name is actually Jason Lawrence Geiger. Hmm. And, uh... Oh, boy. Not this, not the first Power Ranger to be in trouble with yep. the, the law. Mm-hmm. But this one's for much more mundane problems than the, uh, the first one. You heard about that, right? Yeah, I know about the guy from Wild Force. Now, I was listening to another podcast on the way in, and they were talking about this. It seems that, that somebody posted video, like posted on Instagram. I don't think it was video footage, but they described what was going on. Basically, the FBI was in was in 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 in, in, in his in his house, outside of his house, full tactical gear and everything at seven thirty in the damn morning. Jeez, that's gotta hurt so. is that cat yep that that would be damien purring yes it doesn't really and then let me guess the meowing was callie i mean cassie um yeah she is because I, i'm petting damien right now and she's jealous mm-hmm. she's like excuse you yeah pretty much Given the prices of the Ronma one have two and one books, I'm gonna to have to start ordering them. Uh, 
Aw, Cassie's purring too. She's just really, really quiet. Jesus fuck. $50 for the first? Damn. It's probably cheaper on Barnes and Noble. God. Shall we continue? Yes, please. Yes, please. please. Yes, yes. Okay, so the next one up here is uh, Seven Seas uh, uh, employees at manga publisher Seven Seas Entertainment to form a union. They want to form a union calling themselves the United Workers of Seven Seas, UW7S. The union is working closely with the, with the CWA, the Communication Workers of America. The group seeks to negotiate better working conditions for the employees and freelancers. According to the union, the publisher has grown from 10 employees in 2018 to over 40 people in 2022. The union's new Twitter account and website states that the workers are overworked, underpaid, and do not receive benefits typical of the publishing industry. The group is demanding equitable pay, health care, and PTO, reasonable workloads, fair deadlines, and a well-organized digital office. Now, some of you may not know. I was a union worker. I worked in a union in a supermarket, basically, right after I got out of the military. And it was interesting. I liked the fact that being in a union, I had job security. But the problem is... If shit goes down, and, and you're the point of contact, even outside, you're done. That's how I ended up leaving working for the grocery store. Something had happened. I somehow fingers were pointing at me, and even though they couldn't prove it. Guess who got tossed on their ass? Nope. That would have been you. Yeah. And another thing, another thing why I hate unions is if you live in New York City and have to deal with the MTA, that's another reason why you hate the unions. All right. Because most of the people that drive these buses and conduct and run these trains are lazy and incompetent. I've seen like the people in the booths, they're not even checking if their people are jumping to turn stuff. They're too busy watching videos on their tablets and laptops. Now I that or what I was gonna say, they don't get paid enough to care about this shit. No, they get paid more than well. They just don't give a shit because of job security. And another example is the post office. Basically, the people at the post office give zero fucks because they have job security and that union and union pay. Now, I like the fact that with the union, there is job security. They will fight for you. But at the same time, they'll take extra liberties. Now, I also believe not every job should be unionized. We see what's going on in the gaming industry. I I understand. I support that being unionized I work in IT for what I do I don't need to be unionized we are good it's not it's not that bad now if it was working in an IT division where it was 24/7 which at one place I worked at it was like that of course you know now Apple stores are trying to get all uh, unionized we have some Starbucks stores that are unionized. And you know, I and I think Starbucks stores should be unionized for what they do. Uh, I've worked at Staples. I've worked at my, doing retail. 
sometimes it kind of feels like it should be unionized, but you know, but not everything should be. This is something that's like a wait and see. Now it makes things even harder because when you're a contractor, it's even harder to get into union that way. Cause some places are like, if you're, you have to be a contractor for X amount of time before you can be a part of the company and be in that union. So we'll see how this plays out. That's all. Yeah, and slime boys tell me about the price of the Ron one half books. And they're like ridiculous. Like the first omnibus is like, Fifty dollars. I'm just like, I'm not gonna sit there and pay fifty freaking dollars for that. That, that that that's not happening. But the other books are reasonably priced, and 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 they're saying it's the supply chain, which I totally get. But then again, when Viz released Ronma One Half on Blu-ray, some of those volumes sold out just like that and went out of went out of production in a heartbeat. So I am thankful I have all of the, the Blu-rays up up on my shelf. When I had a chance. So, you know. And CWR says, The main time I benefited from a union when I worked in my hometown shop right 20 years ago. Yep. Yep. And now that we got that out the way, let's talk mean. Let's talk about interesting stories, meanwhile, in Japan. I'll take the second one. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take the last story. Okie dokie. <clears throat> now, this was something we was going to talk about last week, but we didn't because there was no show, but at least we have a, a conclusion to it. Yeah, so this is... Um... A multiple part. We have spoken about the initial part. Uh, basically, the <clears throat> um, the town that the entire COVID relief fund went to one particular man. Um, this is that update. <clears throat> basically, he said, I will not run. And then he ran. Um, so last month, he ended up getting about $360,000 in relief funds, which were intended for 463 households. Um, it should have been about $776 each. Mm. Um, so at the time, the mayor apologized for the clerical error that led to the mistake and was pursuing ways to get the money back. Um, but unfortunately there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since then. So for the first part, um, it looks like the error, the error occurred because um, the town compiled a list of all the applicants for the money and put it all on the, um, put all of their account information on a floppy disk mm. to send to the bank. And um, that part actually worked. The problem was that in tandem with the floppy disk, the town's transfer order was also sent to the bank online. It was there that the man in question's account was at the top of the list, but was apparently formatted in such an erroneous way that the bank mistook it for a sort of proxy that all the money should go to first 
and then be filtered into the proper accounts. So when the man noticed on the 8th of April, he seemed to basically decide, hey, um, I'm going to keep the money. Mm. So bit by bit, he started moving um, amounts out every day for about two weeks so that nobody would actually notice. Meanwhile, the town did notice and began looking for the money. And when they found out where it was, they tried to get in touch with the man, but couldn't. So um, they found him on the 21st of April, where the man basically said, you know what? Um, It cannot be undone anymore. I will not run. I will pay for my crime. Um, However, um, he ended up disappearing. So even though they were setting everything up to legally be able to take all the money back Mm -hmm. and, you know, go through a lawsuit and everything, he up and ran. Bastard. Cleaning out the bank account, quitting his job, abandoned his home. Um, Yeah, so... What a scumbag. Yeah. um, So obviously after that... Um, the, uh, the saga continues. So after deciding that he was going to keep it all, uh, he, you know, a bit, you know, he, he ran. Um, so on May 16th, a lawyer claiming to represent the man held a press conference. Although he said he didn't know the current whereabouts of the man, he said he had been in communication with him. At the press conference, he simply reiterated the man's claims, saying that the money had run out and that it could not be returned, stopping short of any details where it might have went. Um, Shortly afterwards, JNN reported that people involved with the man were told that he had spent it all at a number of online casinos. Mm. Um, so when that came around, the mayor expressed his doubt, saying it's hard to think that such a large amount of money would be used up so quickly. So I wonder if that's the case. He added that he expects the truth to come out in the trial that they're having. So obviously, Wilde's, you know, complex theories on what exactly happened. So the conclusion. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, We don't need to go over that anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the conclusion of it is that basically um, he did blow it all um, on online casinos. So not only did he waste the money, but he ended up now fraudulent use of a computer because he knew, quite frankly, that the money wasn't his. So, um, <clears throat> in the case of this guy, he was using a smartphone app to gamble, which automatically withdrew money from his account as he played. By using a computer-like device to move money, which he knew didn't belong to him, police believe he was engaged in computer fraud. A newly launched investigation into this activity revealed that he had done it about 34 times in the 11-day period that it took him to squander everything. 
Despite initial calls for his arrest online, comments now seem uns- uh, commenters now seem unsatisfied with this development based on the notion that he wouldn't be able to pay back the money if he were in prison. Along the same lines, it wouldn't be surprising if the lawyers prepared to de- preparing a defense that he was the victim in all of this, considering the almost superhuman speed at which he lost so much money gambling and the digital receipts to prove it, it probably wouldn't be a stretch to diagnose him with a gambling addiction. Mm. You don't say. Uh, so the media spoke to his former landlord and co-worker prior to his going um, on the lamb, both of whom said that he was always a very mild-mannered and punctual person, further strengthening the case that he was a essentially good guy who had a momentary lapse of control over his inner demons during a moment of intense temptation. On the other hand, he also seems to have a chronic habit of screwing up. <laughs> so we'll see if anything comes from that. And uh, hopefully we will have a final uh, review of this once they decide what they are actually going to do. But they are they are right. If he goes to jail, he will not be able to pay back any of the money that he technically owes. And as Ron before 21 says... Is this guy's name Genma? (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. All right, Ari, tell us the second article and then call it a night, my friend. Yeah, a fire chief in Akita starts a forest fire by trying to scare away a wasp. So on May 7th, about 1.25 p.m., the chief of the Akita prefecture... Kasunu Wide Area Administrative Union Fire Department, God, that's a mouthful, <laughs> was <clears throat> out clearing land by his parents' home in Kasuno City. He was confronted by several insects, which he, re- which reports refer to as Hachi, which is uh, a Japanese catch-all that encompasses any kind of yellow, yellowy, stingy bugs. You know, normal bumblebees, murder hornets, y- you call it. Uh... The encounter spooked him enough to pull a road flare and light it to ward off the flying beasts. Then he threw the flare at the bugs in self-defense. It landed on a pile of dry glass, dry grass, and ignited it. Mm. So a high-ranking firefighter was already at the scene and called for backup. But a time, three fire engines and eleven other firefighters rolled up. About forty-five square meters, almost five hundred square feet, of grass and trees are already burning. It took about 30 minutes to extinguish the blaze, but luckily no one in it was injured and there was no serious damage to property. In a press conference, the chief apologized, saying, I'm very sorry to start a fire. I haven't just called on residents to be careful not to start wildfires. <laughs> yeah, think. <laughs> a very real-life application of the, I saw a spider, I panicked, I think I got it. Yo, shtick. That's... Like, yeah, and people ask, like, 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 oops, of course. It's like a comedy sketch. There's a time of year a giant horns build their nests, and someone asks, did he kill the bugs? You know what? I I, I, I got nothing. No one's going to let him live, hear the end of this either. Nope, either. nope. It's, it's a fire marshal bill effect. <laughs> uh, we can only hope. It'll be it'll be something that's stupid and funny. 
But uh, I gotta head out for now, guys. I will talk to you later. All right, take care. Have a good night. See you next week. All right. Again, he gets up at like four in the morning, so bless that man. And our last story of the night. A Japanese teen calls cops on a man she thinks is holding a knife. But it just turns out he has he's holding old technology. And I'm just going, what the what? So... At roughly 1.30 in the afternoon last Thursday, an operator for the 110 emergency number, which is air equivalent to 911, got a call in, in Sendai from a woman in her teens. The woman who was near Sendai Station, the busiest rail hub in Japan's northeast and Tohoku region, had called in to report spotting a man carrying a knife or other bladed instrument of some kind. The cop showed up with swift response, dozens of officers rushing to the scene. When they arrived and spoke with the caller, however, her friend, also a woman in her teens, told the police that she had seen things slightly differently. According to the friend, the man was, wasn't carrying a knife or cutter or any other blade, but a garake. A garake, better known as a flip phone. That's right. A flip phone. It's not clear whether or not the friend had convinced the caller that she had, what she had seen was just some old school communications technology and not a dangerous weapon between the time she placed the call and when the police arrived. By the way, you look at it, officers still felt the need to investigate, and after analyzing security footage, they were able to identify and find the man the girls had seen. With this cooperation, they searched his stuff, and it was a flip phone. No knife, a flip phone. There were no charges filed, no injuries were reported because it was a phone. And it seems that the woman's age has been the primary factor in the mix-up. It has been several years since smartphones became the norm in Japan, and with KDDI, one of Japan's largest telecom providers, discontinuing its 3G network service, flip phones have become increasingly a rare sight in Japan. The caller's exact age hasn't been mentioned in reports, but it's likely that neither she nor her peers have even used a flip phone, and a lack of familiarity probably made it harder for her to imagine that the man was holding something so harmless, especially if she saw him from a distance. Another potential contributing factor is that traditional Japanese hand saws often have a rectangular shape to their blades, with length-width ratios not too far off from a flip phone itself. Still, the bizarreness of how something was once a ubiquitous sight in Japan can now trigger an emergency response from dozens of police officers wasn't lost on Twitter, the netizens out there, with comments such as, flip phones were such a big part of our lives, now they're like a lost technology. You know, I can kind of see how someone can make that mistake. After this, I bet some people who sell flip phones are going to feel kind of nervous about using them in public. As for the owner of said flip phone, he hasn't made any public comments about the incident, but let's hope that he wasn't too shaken by it and was still able to enjoy the rest of his day watching DVDs and playing games on his PlayStation Portable. Uh, I'll tell you this. In my neighborhood, sometimes you will see people with flip phones. 
Mm. It's just a matter of time for that 3G network gets shut down and those flip phones are rendered useless. Yeah. But Motorola did release a a smartphone version of the Razer, so at least she got that. Yeah, I saw that. I am kind of tempted to Yeah. You you want that Razer flip phone? I absolutely loved my Razer when I had it. So just to have a smartphone version of it. The problem is like I've been watching the tech on it mm-hmm. and it's a, a lot of the flip phones like that are not very um, uh, safe for use in pockets because things get into and underneath the screens very easily. Mm-hmm. And I see it. Barry says, nobody let that girl near someone with a jitterbug phone. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. And those phones are expensive because it's foldable glass. So, yeah. I mean, not for nothing. I kind of want that Surface Duo phone, but... Not at that price. Anywho. As always, when we talk about a convention, we tend to run late. So I think it's time for us to transform and roll out. Agreed. Yes. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to tell you. And that's basically is it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to visit our website at animejamsession.com where you'll find our convention reports and uh, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our YouTube videos, links to our Facebook convention photos, anime reviews, editorials, our weekly podcasts, and so much more. And I believe our ZenkaiCon reports will be up there this week, so stand by for them. It's really worth it. So, yep. Let's see what else do we have here. Ah. And don't forget, you can listen to us on any podcasting app that's out there, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, and so much more. And don't forget the tip jar. So you can throw bits at us, cheer us on with that, and we really appreciate that. You can auto-host us as well. Um, You can subscribe to our channel and give out gift subscriptions, which is pretty awesome. Thank you so much for that. And you can also throw cash at us through our stream elements and Ko-Fi links down below. Now we're going to go last words. Um, Mako-chan. I was just looking up uh, the playlist for Alanis Morissette Mm. on her tour. Yeah. And one of her encore songs is Uninvited, which is my absolute favorite Alanis Morissette song. And I'm really excited. And I apologize now for singing along with it when we see the show. That's fine. You just need to link me to that so I see so I can so I can see what the playlist is. So I I, I totally cannot wait. Uh, so my last words is I was having a moment earlier today because I had told people the story of my birth. To summarize, 
I was born 90 minutes after all my children back 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 in the day. And I thought it was only 30 minutes back then, but no, it was an hour. So, wow. So, yeah, definitely. And I spent half, like, part of my day listening to the full theme of all my children from the late 90s, that version. Because the other versions are not familiar to me. So, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, brand new stories, and brand new freakout. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. See you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!